Sisha. Sisha, I got a question. Hey y'all, I'm Quintara. And I'm Tiana. And, and we, we are ABA Sisha's. <laughs> we said we were going to do that together. ABA Sisha's. <laughs> <laughs> you don't leave me hanging like that. <laughs> so, I got a question. And I always have a question. Always. Go ahead, tell us your question. <laughs> well, first, I feel like I it's good that I have someone to ask my questions to. Many people don't have someone where they could come home and speak to in ABA terms and to ask questions. So you should be glad I have questions. Blessing and curses. Blessing and curses, friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever. So, yes, I have a question. And I think the... Our whole ABA following, I think, has this question. What is ABA Sisha's? And that is a good question. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I feel like it's something that is not new to us because we call each other Sisha. And we both do ABA. So that's so it's self-explanatory to us to us that's what I was about to say to us so I guess first define the word Sisha well Sisha is what we call each other instead of instead of saying sister correct because that's a little sister sister like um when we introduce ourselves to other people like, I'll go, hi, I'm Tiana Quintara's sister. Like, I would never, like, tell someone else, like, I'm her sis, yeah. But it's just something we call each other that we know what it is. Correct. I'm not going to call you Tiana when we're in the house. Exactly. <laughs> so, sis, yeah was just something we kind of just came up with one time in our childhood and, and, and went with it. And it rhymed with miss you. Oh, yeah, because we used to say, Sisha. Oh, how oh, I, I miss you. Like, that's when you moved, when we, we, um, we no was, longer shared a room. Correct, yeah. <laughs> and you left the room. Yeah. Or the house. So every time College. we would see each other, it was, Sisha, oh, how I miss you. Yeah. It just went with miss you. And then we just kind of took it and ran with it. And then it just became a branding idea because that's just who we are <laughs> i'm so glad you mentioned that how about you tell our aba family how aba sisters came about because this story is legendary <laughs> <laughs> so legendary as some of you might not know i'm usually i'm the brains behind pretty much every operation i have the the ideas or the the dream to execute what people would call the impossible. So like during the pandemic, when there was a need of like resources and more online materials and just more hope for the ABA community, because at that time people were getting, were not working, teachers were home, um, paraprofessionals were home, uh, ABA therapists were home everyone was home and we're so used to our materials being 
hard copy hard copy mm-hmm. um inner hand um the reinforcers are usually toys or something you can touch mm-hmm. and we had to come up with things that were virtual so that idea of like let's provide these resources and like give us a sense of hope to the ABA and special education community during this time. And we knew we always wanted to do that, but we didn't know how to go about it. Mm -hmm. And then something just came over me and the idea was like, well, let's just kind of start an Instagram and do a teachers pay teachers to just get our name out there and share what we have in a sense. And then I just like ran into the room with a logo and I was like, ABA Sishas, yeah. we're doing this. <laughs> so you said, I have an idea. And I said, I said <laughs> it doesn't make me money. Because at the time I was working as an RBT. I was working in a public school um, in a autism classroom. I was studying for my board exam. So if we backtrack a little bit, um, ABA it was Sishas just a hard time. was an, uh, initially created, or the idea was initially created, I think, January-ish 2021, um, and then it became a formal LLC February 21st, 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you you had you had a really good idea. Because we were here. both studying ABA. We were both working in ABA. And it was a way to help us both study, keep the love and the passion, that share the passion that we have for the field, and we both needed to study. Correct. And we needed to make it reinforcing. And the best way to make that reinforcing was to post it. Um, Instagram was a hobby for me, actually still is. So to, you know, develop a following on there and kind of post study material was something that was motivating to me. But I was also studying and learning the material and looking through the material, you know, all at the same time. So it definitely, I think if it weren't for that Sisha, ABA Sisha's outlet, um, I wouldn't probably have passed my exam on the first try because I was able to, you know, kind of move away from your typical study materials such as BDS modules and the Cooper book and things like that um, and kind of just study in my own way and disseminate in my own way. So, that, yeah, that was, that was a very interesting time in education, in ABA, in the world in general, and we took something positive and we ran with it and just tried to share it with the world it was a way to keep us accountable as well like um I was we had like I had homework and things of that nature so it was like well let's share this with the world or when um she was doing remote learning she was like I need this and then I would just come up with it because I'm like well if you need it there's probably thousands of other people home right now on the computer who is looking for it. That's right. So we kind of started off, what, as a Teachers Pay Teachers or Etsy account? I can't remember which one came we first. We did Teachers Pay Teachers because it was all materials like um, mm-hmm. data collections and uh, FBA kits and token yeah. boards. I remember like, being like a binder kit. Things that just p- people just needed handy. And then we moved on to Etsy because it was like, well, we always had funny sayings and things of that nature. And people on Instagram, like, always appreciated us for, like, the funny things we'd say. So we were like, well, let's just put them on stickers. 
and put them on our water bottles or put them on our laptops. And then it was like, well, now we can become a business because we're, we are doing well on Etsy at this point. Correct. Correct. Yeah, the stickers were a big hit at one time. And I'm not the creative one at all. I think they know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, you give me a paper and, you know, a couple days to write it, I guarantee fire. She's academically excelling. Not creating. <laughs> Not playing with stickers. Or or what's that thing called? A, a cricket? Is it what that's what it's called? She, I, I don't even think, yeah, that. But <laughs> I don't even think you can draw a good stick figure. <laughs> I can draw if I really want to do it and put my mind to it. But I just, I just have so many other things to do. Well, her problem is she excels at so much so easily that she gets bored of the task once it's accomplished. Mm -hmm. So like once she excels in that way, it becomes like, okay, I'm good now. I don't need this anymore. And that's where we hit the, the milestone of like, well, next. Very true. But I mean, I think we accomplished that portion. So what do we offer now, how did ABA Sishes go from a business that sold materials for power professionals, teachers, you know, RBTs, to a podcast? Um, I think it became, it's just easier for us to get our word out versus typing like long Instagram posts or trying to explain ourselves through like a, a picture or a, like a um, Instagram story versus like just sitting here talking with everyone. Like we still do offer the materials as we will talk about throughout the season or whatever have you, but it's easier for us to explain those things that we have by just talking with you and then when we show you on Instagram it's like oh okay I see what this is I might be interested in it now or now I really know what it is because it was explained to me how the vision came about for me creating it for you correct I think too um, it's important to note that the podcast was the really the only thing that we could really agree on that allowed us to both let our own individual personality shine via Instagram, right? You post a picture, you write a caption, you make a reel, you write a caption, but because we're so different in terms of creativity and personality, I think doing your typical social media posts weren't beneficial for ABA issues in, in that fashion. And that's simply because we also branched out on our own essentially and created our own Instagrams and, and businesses and things like that. Yeah. And it's, it's just an easier way to, for everyone on Instagram to all or listeners to just know who we are because we're not the same person like, and we're not in the same place mm -hmm. in our, our ABA journey. Like we're both in doctor 
like doctorate programs, but she's a BCBA and I'm studying to be one. So when you're coming to ABA sessions and you're asking a question or you're sharing your story or things of that nature, sometimes it could be a little confusing as to like, well, who am I talking to? Yeah, who's writing this post, who's writing this caption. And even we would, we still even get DMs and people have no idea which one of us they're speaking to. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's good, right? But sometimes they do want to speak to each of us or one of us specifically. And there's no way of, of really tailoring that through that social media lens. And we just have to make sure I think we're clearer on that, you know, as we advertise and you know promote these uh you know podcast episodes and the season and and so forth but you did mention that we are in different places and i think it's important that we explain to the listeners who we are and what we are trying to achieve in the field of aba that way That makes sense. They can specifically request us or they know who to specifically speak to, right? Because you have a concentration in ABA, as do I, but they're not the same. We're not the same. We don't have the same interests. We didn't even go to the same school. Mm -mm. We don't work with the same clients. Or population. Like we're in Mm -hmm. two different um, kind of branches, I guess you would say. Same branch, um, but different age ranges subcategory Um, yeah well i mean i guess you could go first and you could just kind of explain to everyone what you do for a living what you're studying your educational background and history and what it is you want to accomplish moving forward yeah i feel like we should have did that first I mean, but we're here I, now. We're just talking, right? This is this is how we. <laughs> this is why. This is how conversations go, and this is why this podcast had to become a thing. We were having too many good conversations in this house after work every day that other people need to hear, and I think would benefit from hearing. So, and that's why it's so like we're just so comfortable talking with each other because we can go off of each other. We can just go off on tangents to the point where, like, yes, we told you. We told the listeners our name, but they still don't know who the, who who's talking, <laughs> or like who does what for a living. Correct, but I mean, I, I think I wish they could see you right now holding <laughs> your dog Shiloh Van, because this dog is sitting in her lap, like he's part of the podcast, <laughs> and he's just chilling. He he's been helping us all night. <laughs> he's been helping with wires, making sure the mics are on. He's he's been a trooper. But, um, so yeah, um, educational background, um, I guess we're going, I guess that's a good place to start. I mean, yeah, you know what? Because we're going way back because we even went to different schools because I feel like (laughs) a lot of people that I mentor now currently are so confused with the board standards and what they need to accomplish in order to become certified or what their, um, you know, undergraduate degree is in. So I think it's important to know or to share with others what, your specific degrees are in that way they understand like, Hey, you know, I took that similar route too, but I'm done cutting you off. You can explain your, your journey. So, uh, yeah. Um, my associates is in, um, sociology and then I have, um, I did my undergrad or my bachelor's degree in, um, 
psychology. But at that moment, I did know I wanted to do um, get my master's in um, ABA. Because I was doing it, but because we're not going to talk about it. She was doing it at the time. <laughs> and we both kind of, we worked in the same school. But I was in the self-contained room working with the BCBAs in the classroom and things of that nature. And she was like just trying to recruit people, honestly. And we were, and we both, she asked both of us to like pursue that as a degree or whatever. And we're both like, no, no. And then look at us. Yeah. <laughs> Living the dream. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, I, I completed my um, undergrad in psychology knowing that I wanted to pursue my master's in um, ABA. Um, I did do my master's online at um, Ball State University. Where'd you get your undergrad? Um, I got my undergrad at Rowan University. Yeah, it's in New Jersey. We're from New Jersey. Maybe we should have said that too. Oh gosh. We're just... A mess. Mm. It's, it's cool. It's cool. Episode one, guys. Episode one. <laughs> <laughs> pray for me and I'll pray for you. And it's a long, it was a long day, guys. It was a long day. Yes. So it is 8, 11 p.m. Eastern time as we're recording this episode on a Friday night. So as you could imagine. But back to the education. <laughs> back to your regular scheduled programming. Um, so yeah, I did my, um, my master's at Ball State University in, um, ABA and, um, during that time, I was um, in the school still, and I was seeing stuff like it was. This was during like the um, pandemic and things of that nature, and I was seeing stuff within like um, the special ed department and things that I just didn't understand or didn't really necessarily agree with, and or um, and I was just like, I need to understand this. Like, I need to know what's going on. I need to see the other side. Because from the ABA perspective, most of us know that sometimes special education and ABA doesn't really get along with each other. They might hold hands at the campfire, but they're not going to sing to. So it's just like, I need to understand both sides. So if I'm ever sitting at the table, I'm not being played with in front of my face. So I also pursued an additional master's in special education. And financially, I have the regret of not of not doing the master's in special education and then just get the uh, the certificate in ABA. But now I had both. So I was like, well, I know I'm going to do the doctorate program. I just didn't know what path I was going to go in with it. And then, so now I'm in my doctorate program at Ball State University for adult and community education, but my conjugate is in both applied behavior analysis and special education. And I work with adults with ASD versus her that she's about to explain. <laughs> well, shout out to Ball State because, <laughs> man, you've been there for about... Since 2020. <laughs> Great. And you got what four more years left with them? Um, yeah, but me, my undergrad is um, in psychological and social sciences, so it's like psychology and sociology kind of meshed together. I got that from Penn State Abington. We are, and for always, ever will be. 
<laughs> Penn State. <laughs> um, I got my master's in child and adolescent psychology um, because I knew I wanted to work with children. I just didn't know in what way. Um, I've always worked with kids, even as a kid myself, right? We were doing Sunday school classes. We were teaching um, you know, youth programs at church and things like that. So we were always around children and I knew I wanted to pursue something that would help advocate for, for kiddos. Right. So I got my master's from Southern New Hampshire university. That was also an online program. But while I was finishing up the master's as Sishia mentioned, I, you know, kind of fell into, um, the role as a one-to-one paraprofessional um, with one kiddo who absolutely changed my life. Um, That's and called accidental ABA. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we I feel we like all have a, <laughs> we all, we fell, all in. fell into ABA we accidentally. In. We've been doing it our entire lives without knowing it. Correct. And then you get introduced to the field. And then someone says, hey, you're really good at this. And then I said, good at what? <laughs> and shout out to that BCBA. She know who she is. And... Uh, she said, ABA, you should really look into becoming a BCBA. Um, she actually, that same day, spent her lunch break explaining to me a, what ABA is, the credentials I would need, um, what I would need to go um, pursue in order to sit for the exam and things like that. Um, so I finished with my master's um, November because it was my birthday. I don't know what year. Oh, my goodness. It was my 25th birthday. I finished with my master's, so November, and then January, I think it was 2019. 2018, I finished my master's, but July 2019, um, I started the ABA program at FIT. That makes sense, because in 2020, I started my master's. Yeah, I guess that's right. Because um, I, had, I had a whole master's program, you just needed the correct, select courses. That nine classes, or whatever it was, um, at the time, so... COVID happened and all that other, all that good stuff. So I tested on the fourth edition task list um, in July 2021 is when I sat for the exam. Thankfully passed the first time because I never wanted to look at that test again. Um, but something wasn't right. I still wasn't fulfilled. I was working full time in the clinic setting, which I soon learned was just not particularly for me. Um, and I don't know if it's because I just wasn't fulfilled. I knew I wanted more for my ABA career, right? I know for a fact, I don't want to work clinically for the rest of my life. So I worked clinically for a year. I took a year off of school and I made a decision in July, 2022, right? Yeah, I guess that was I worked a year. for a year. Yeah. <laughs> to uh pursue my my doctorate in aba so that's where i'm at right now but i'm I'm so much in academic that this just makes sense for me like i love working with the kiddos i love supervising you know i love working you know in schools and things like that but for me currently pursuing my doctorate degree is priority I do work full time in a school district, 
I have my own consulting business that I do part-time, of course, just because I can't devote everything to it at this at the moment that I would want to. But I have a feeling in the next six months to a year, that's going to that's gonna change <laughs> and things are going to kick off. I have a lot of wonderful projects lined up that I cannot wait to share with you guys and I don't want to speak prematurely on them. But yeah, I think that's where I'm at. So what does your end game look like? Like what, at what point do you sit down on your porch swing as an old lady and say, I did it all? Um, so my main goal is to one, be in a textbook. I want to author a chapter in, in an ABA textbook. Um, so that to me would be extremely fulfilling. Um, I also want to disseminate the science in so many different levels, um, speaking at conferences and and things of that nature. So to answer your question, I'll sit on my porch swing fulfilled once my name pays for itself. Once people say, you know, they hear my name, you know, Quintara and they automatically know I wrote XYZ book. They automatically know that I'll be speaking at XYZ conference and, you know, sold out crowds and, and things like that. So I think me just being in different bits and pieces of journal articles. And like I said, textbooks and just making my presence known and my work known that's going to help others in this field is when I'll be fulfilled by my port swing (laughs) is when people are writing papers and citing my journal articles. That's when I'll be, that's when I'll be done. And that's called porch swing fulfillment. (laughs) Hashtag (laughs) porch swing fulfillment. That's when I'll be done. But I mean, right now. And then she's lying because she's never going to be done. No. She says, she says she's done. There'll always, I think there always will be something because the work is never done. I think I just have to spend a lot of time working on and accepting the fact that my dream job is actually to become a mother. And I think that's a whole different episode on why I cannot work clinically and become the mother that I want to be. Mm -hmm. And that's why my favorite saying is obviously it's from princess and the frog, but almost there mm -hmm. because you're always almost there for Mm -hmm. something. You're never done anything. So you're always going to be almost there unless you give up on yourself. Correct. So, but since you didn't ask me, well, I was getting there. No, you weren't. I don't know. You, you were still think you were still <laughs> thinking about being cited because now, somebody's, I, now I feel triggered. in somebody's dissertation. No, because now I feel triggered. <laughs> I feel like that was a therapy session mixed with informing folks who we are. So, <laughs> go ahead, your turn. <laughs> well, my porch swing fulfillment. Would... And I hope it's your own porch swing on your own porch at your own house. It will be that. That's part of the fulfillment. <laughs> It'll be my porch swing on my porch. You'll be on my porch swing. It'll be on my porch. (laughs) And what will ruin that fulfillment is you, because we're probably going to be neighbors, you yelling outside asking me if I have any more oat milk because (laughs) yours went bad. And and oat milk, (laughs) that don't ever go bad. (laughs) So that means I had that for a while. But before I get interrupted on my port swing, with being Again, asked for, um, yo, I'm going to mute my mic before uh, being asked for oat milk across the street because we're going to be neighbors. Um, 
as well, I would like to be a part like of a textbook of some of some sort, like just give back to the academic community in some way, like just spread that level of knowledge or just give that sense of hope to anyone like you can do anything. Um, I also would like to be um, like a college professor to just give back as well. Like just keep pouring into the next generations and like um, anyone entering special education, ABA field, just want to be a part of that training process. Um, Supervising um, aspiring BCBAs, like um, fulfilling their supervision requirements. That's a goal. But um, amongst doing all of that, I think like the ultimate, ultimate goal would be to have my own like um, day program for adults with um, ASD who are doing that transition into adulthood from their IEP programs who necessarily just ha- d- like ran out of options per se. Um, like, yes, there is day programs, but not all of them um, function the way um all learners function like there's um some who just thrive in that academic environment and once they turn 21 it's like okay bye go out into the world and some people like to go over like they like to know what day they're in they like to know look at the calendar and know what today is they like to know what's ahead of them today they want to schedule they want to keep that routine they might want to do a math worksheet they just don't want to just be done and just like, Oh, I hope you're, you're successful in the world. So like my goal is to successfully help with that by providing a day program that kind of continues that academic environment without necessarily being a school. So it's sense, it's a sense of like, Oh, I did this when I was in school or I know this already. I know this routine. I know this structure. Like I know eating lunch at this time and, going over the calendar and doing worksheets and like writing my name because like the heartbreaking thing for me is watching someone who graduates at the age of 21 and they don't even pick up a pen or pencil for the next five to ten years after that because they're just being sent home and it's like well what are they supposed to do at home now and that's if they have a home that is you know, capable of providing. Them. Yeah. So yeah. like it branches into so many different areas like um, socioeconomic status and mm-hmm. or it, it, it branches off into so many areas, but not everyone has the same resources to put into their adult child with ASD. Mm-hmm. Parents still have to work. And then it's like, well, like, what do you do? My child's been in school for 21 years. Like, what do I do now? Like, I just want to be a part of the answer and advocate with that as much as I can. And once I start that day program, I'll be able to just retire by 50, hopefully. (laughs) Better than me. I'm retiring in four years. I'm counting it down. Look, I am counting down. After that, I'm working on that. And that shows our difference in how we operate. Yep. And like, if you see our Instagram handles, like if you go oh, on, we didn't um, even say that. Well, we we get to it obviously, but if you look at <laughs> our, um, 
our Instagram handles on ABA Sisha's. Like if you go on ABA Sisha's Instagram, you can see you could see both of our Instagram handles in the um, bio, and it shows that we're night and day. Like she's the moon and I'm the sun. Yep. It shows we're night and day. So now you can say your your handle that shows that you're the moon. My Instagram handle is. <laughs> At the mystical analyst. And that shows the moon. She's very mystical. She loves the moon. The and stars. Moon water. She's crystals, in crystals, sage. sage. She's into all of that. And nobody messing up my vibe and my energy. Protect your energy, sis. That's my page. Yes. And mine is motivated BX, which is the sun. Like motivation sunshine like get motivated there's a new day the sun always comes up Mm -hmm. almost there everything like it's just Mm -hmm. supposed to be a sense of Mm -hmm. like uplifting like let's get motivated about aba so like that just shows that we're like literally night and day Mm -hmm. (laughs) yin and yang black and white we work with different we work with a different population we have the same but yet different goals and aspirations and no matter what we do we always come back and find a partnership in whatever we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. It's a lifelong business. We went into business together and people always ask me why. They always say, well, what made you, or like, why did you go into business with your sister, like of all people? And then my response is, well, why not my sister? That's the only person I'll ever trust in this world with my money. Who else would you go into business with? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I will go into <laughs> business with my dog before I go into For business real. with some random person i can't sit down and have a conversation with like this right now keep in mind friends or aba family we discussed that we were going to do maybe 10 to 15 minutes where are we at we well exceeded that i don't even know where we're at yeah, well it's 828 now i think it was like around eight when we started oh 828 i'm into numbers too and numerology so if you hear that and if you're by your, if you're in the car driving and you're listening to us, and you pass some place that sells lottery, you might want to stop and pull in and play the number eight two eight, the pick three, <laughs> straight and inbox. That's a good one. That's that's Romans eight two eight. All good things. So yes, if you're driving and you pass lottery, you might want to stop in and play that number. But also the show Manifest. Did you watch that? No. Mm, what a shame I think I watched it when it first came out I didn't watch it when they brought it back oh that's, my heart is still broken well that's not here nor there <laughs> this is not a, a TV show review <laughs> well 828 is, is y'all number for uh, Th- that's, the, that's y'all code word <laughs> that's the that's the lucky number for today we'll, we'll make sure we give you a number every episode correct correct <laughs> And if it, as my father would, as our father would say, say we want on now, like you're trying to disown me, like man. From what I know, that's my father. We only say our brothers if they adopted one. But as our father would say, we want five percent of all earnings. <laughs> so if anyone wins off of eight two eight straight in inbox, you should send a DM. Send a DM with five percent. We'll collaborate. <laughs> Send a Venmo. <laughs> but um, I think we c- covered everything, hopefully. 
Um, if you guys have any other questions, feel free to send a DM. We'll answer them. Mm-hmm. Obviously, on our next episode or whatever. Um, I think we covered all of our speaking points. I don't think that we should have made any. Well, we went off tangents anyway. Correct. But, but still. But yeah. Um, follow us on ABA Sisters. Um, follow uh, Tara on. Oh yes, her name is Quintara, but I'm gonna call her Tara. That's just. <laughs> I was about to say, hold on, that's a little. That's just. <laughs> you can call her Tara too. <laughs> at work, the nurse name is Tara, so I have a few people at work who call me Tara. But yes, as we speak or whatever, that's what I'm gonna call her. So don't get confused. Like who's the third? Who's the third ABA sister? Because there's just the two of us. But um, yeah, Tara, mine the... is the mystical analyst. And um, mine is Motivated BX. And you can also find them on the ABA Sishes um, Instagram bio. Well, this was fun. Let's do it again sometime. Yeah, unfortunately we have to. <laughs> <laughs> this is only episode one. <laughs> and you're stuck with me for like ever. So that's just what that's what this is going to be. But um, and I, we're not twins. <laughs> no, and people think that all the time. We're not twins, and not at all. You didn't. Uh, we won't get into that. But yeah. All right, Sisha. I think <laughs> we answered. You answered all my questions anyway. Did I answer all yours? Uh, yeah. I had to answer my own too because you wouldn't ask. Because <laughs> I'm not a good host. <laughs> I'm the listener. I'll say mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> And then just move on. We should do an episode on listening too. Active listening. Because I can make it look like I'm listening. And I'm really thinking about what I'm eating tomorrow for lunch. That's just the world of ABA. We all act like we're listening. (laughs) That's called grad school. (laughs) But um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, this was fun. Tune in next time for episode two.